Good morning, Capital City. I invite you all to stand to your feet as we worship our God this morning. Oh, I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fail are never enough. And you came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied. Better than you, Lord, there's nothing 
morning to Capital City and we are so glad that you are here and we also want to welcome all of you that are online. You are a very special part of our church family. Now we have a lot of things that are going on this morning and uh, if you are a visitor, you may be seated just a moment, then we'll have you stand back up. If you, if this is your first time to Capital City, we want to give you a capital city mug. And we want you, yeah, give them a hand, amen. If you are here and the first time and you've not got one of these, would you just slip your, ah, Travis, you've been here over and over. But, we, you know, if you really want one, we'll give you one. Now, let me tell you something else that's happening. This morning is first Sunday. If you haven't been to the window yet, you need to go to the window to get coffee, but they have something else there. They have Lindsay's pumpkin donuts. If you don't know, you haven't had a pumpkin donut until you've had Lindsay's pumpkin donut. Now, after this service, after we get done with the service, this is first Sunday, and if you want to go to the window afterwards, that'll be okay. We'd like for you to stay here just a few minutes. The kids are having a party. And let me tell you what's in this particular cup. We're going to have a drawing. You got to fill out your connection card and put it in the offering plate to be eligible. And you have to be here to win. And when I look in this cup, there's $20. Is that worth putting a connection card in? Amen? All right. If you put a connection card in the offering, fill it out, and after the offering is taken this morning and after we do all this, we are giving away three Capital City Cups, but they have $20, some of them $20 bills, 
Some of them $20 ones. No, we, we, we just, $20. And we want you to be a part. Okay, yeah, let's give everybody a hand. Amen. Praise God. I also just want to tell you, we have some new folks here. Amen? I think you know Ed. Let's give Ed a hand. Ed's been here. And Ed filled out a beautiful, beautiful time last night. It was absolutely wonderful. And most of you know Laura, and she has been here. Laura, God bless you. Thank you so much. Yeah, she's been here a long time, she says. It's all right. We're, we're glad. And this is our new worship leader, and her name is Olivia DeMint. And I want you to say thank you to Olivia. She is here. She is a wonderful young lady. I've known her, and you're going to love her. I love this extra girl here that's up on the heart. You know, she is my favorite worship team person of all time. And her name is Connie, and she is my wife. And Randy Smith, I want you to know Randy is in here. And I want to go back here to the back. And Eric, Heron, can you step out of the dark for a moment? Okay. Eric Heron has been here for a while, but listen to me. He is now our new director of, produce, uh, of, of uh, production and worship. And so he's heading all this thing. Eric is a warrior. And I tell you what, he has done a marvelous, marvelous job. And Eric, I want to thank you. And then we've got Josh, uh, last name. What's your last name, Josh? Jones, that's right. Yeah, one of those real hard names. Josh Jones, step out of the, step out of the dark in a minute. Josh is playing our bass. And you can't see him in that, in that drum thing. But his name is Caleb Pacheco. And he is a great young man. And he has come to help us. I know I've taken a little time, but let me tell you something. When Pastor Phil and Crystal said they were leaving, I thought, okay. And then he said, I'm taking Crystal. Okay. And then he said, I'm taking Daniel and Caitlin. I thought, dear God, you're going to have to help us. But some of these people God has brought together they didn't know each other. And God has brought them together for our worship experience. And I just think we ought to give God praise and thanks for what he's doing. And amen, let's stand and give God praise. And let's stand together and praise and they're gonna lead us in worship. God bless you guys.
altars are open. Your hidden glory and creation now revealed in you are Christ. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name. Nothing compares 
you for joining us today here at Capital City Church. Here are a few highlights coming up. Welcome to all our first-time guests here in the room and online. Please turn in your completed connection card and the offering. We hope you will choose Cap City as your church family. Welcome to First Sunday. We are so glad to see you. Please join us for some pumpkin treats after service today. Thank you for supporting the ministries of Cap City Church. You can give online at capcitychurch.live. You can give through Cash App at Capital City Church. And you can give by writing a check or giving cash. Our ushers will be receiving the offering at the end of service. Again, don't forget to drop your connection card in the offering today. Please welcome Pastor David Dean as he shares week one of the new series, I Can Do All Things. Spirit of Jesus, living within us. Never to fail or forsake. Unending promise. Heaven inside us. We'll just let it in there. We'll just let it in there. We are glad you are here today. And it's been a good day already. Amen? We've sensed the Lord. And uh, all things are going as God would have them to be. And uh, I'm pleased. Will you turn to your neighbor and say, I'm really glad you're here. I really am glad you're here. And I want to look down at the front row here. I'm going to have him come up and speak in just a little, mit, uh, little bit. It's not often that we have the general superintendent of the Churches of Christ and Christian Union come and visit us. Let's give him a hand and say thank God. Well, I want to begin a new series, and it's going to be entitled, I want you to say this with me, If God before us, who can be against us? Will you say that with me? If God before us, who can be against us? Now say it again like you mean it. If God before us, who can be against us? And I want you to say, if God be for me, who can be against me? 
If God be for me, who can be against me? In Romans chapter 8, and we look in verse 31, and then I want to read in verse 37. And I want you to know that this, this month we're going to be camping in the book of Romans and in the book of Romans and the chapter Romans 8. And so if you can read through it, if you can listen to it on one of your audio devices or read through it or underline it or pray over it or study it or do whatever you want to do, we're going to be here for a month. And we're going to talk about if God be for us, we can be more than a conqueror. We can be more than a conqueror today is over change. Oh, this is going to be fun, talking about change, okay? If God be for us, we can be more than a conqueror over sin. Amen, preacher. If God be for us, we can be more than a conqueror over suffering. And we're going to talk about that. And then if God be, more, if God be for us, we can be more than a conqueror over separation. Amen. And the last one is, if God be for us, we can be more than a conqueror over all things. Amen. So let's just read this passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 8, verses 31, and then skipping down to verse 37. And uh, let's hear it as we look into uh, the Word of God. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? And then skipping down to verse 37. No, despite all these things, whatever things are in your mind, whatever things are in your heart, whatever things you're facing today, no, despite all these things. Amen? Do you believe that? Amen. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And we understand that we have overwhelming victory. Overwhelming victory. Not only more than a conqueror, but we have overwhelming victory. Say that with me. Overwhelming victory. Now you see, there are two kinds of victories. Um, if you are a Buckeye fan, and if you're not, God bless you. Uh, I know that uh, uh, Charlotte over here is a Tennessee fan, and, and we pray for her. And uh, yeah, that's all right. We love her, you know. And uh, so there's a difference between squeaking out a win against Tulsa and destroying Rutgers. Are we right? Anybody from New Jersey here? That's good. I didn't think so. So, you know, anyway... It's one thing just to win and barely win. It's another thing to have overwhelming victory. And I want you to know this morning what God wants for you, what God wants for me, what God wants for our church is not to squeak by. But he wants us to have overwhelming victory in all these things. Well, we are starting this new season at Cap City, and Pastor Phil and Pastor Crystal are at Washington Courthouse today, and we've already sent texts back together, praying for each other and praying that God will bless him and, and that God will bless us, and new faces are filling the platform, and, and there is a sense of excitement among us, but there's also, what are we doing? You know, we've never done it like this before. How are we going to do this? But I just want you to know as we go through this season of change, 
God has spoken two things. This is not in your sermon notes, but if you want to jot this down, it, it, it'd be good. God has given a word, not only to me, but to our governing board and to our leadership team. And what does God want to do in this season that we're in right now? Three things. God wants us to maintain the momentum of where we've come from. This is not the time to sit down. This is not the time to say, well, we'll just sort of hang out here until uh, the new guy gets here. Uh, just this is the time for us all to take it to a level that we've never gone before, and we're going to maintain the momentum. Not only do I feel that way, your governing board and our leadership team have bought on, and they agree with that. Secondly, it is a time to prepare for your next pastor. Sometime, I don't know how long it will be, you'll find a guy that's better, faster, younger, smarter, and really better than me in every way. And you're going to say, thank you, God. <laughs> you know, we went through this time with Pastor David, but, but thank you that you have someone faster, smarter, better looking, and all that stuff, and he's going to come and really do the job. We don't know how long that may be. Maybe months. I know, we love you too. And, uh, and there is no one better, stronger, faster. I know, I know better than that. <laughs> but we're preparing for what God has next. And so there's a lot of things that we may just do a little differently. But it's okay. We're getting ready for the next season. And the third thing is that we are going to walk through this transition together. Would you say the word together with me? together. I need you. You need me. We all need each other. I told Josh Jones the other day, I said, Josh, here's what I want you to know. It's not only Josh, but it's everybody. But Josh, I just want to tell you that again, that uh, when you get up every Sunday morning, I just want you to know, I want you to think, God needs me today. Him. David needs me today. <laughs> and I don't know what all that means for everybody, but I believe that God has a great thing. There's also another thing that you can jot down. Uh, it's the reason I take a long time to preach sermons. It takes a while to get through my introductions. Uh, but there's also what I believe is not only God's word to us, but there is God's will for us as a church right now. You say, well, what does that mean? If you can just find a place on the back of your, your notes or something where you can jot this down. God has impressed on my heart as well as others. We must be people of the word. Say that again with me, people of the word. People of the word. In the midst of a world that's going nuts, the only thing that keeps us solid and strong is the Word of God. I want to stay in the Word of God. I want to preach from the Word of God. You don't need to hear my opinions. You don't need to hear my thoughts. We need to hear the Word. I want you to be people of the Word who take the message that I preach to you and read in Romans 8 and read and study and read and come back and you're hearing it and God's speaking to you. People of the Word and then people of prayer. 
We can't do anything without prayer. We've told people it's not about a production. It's not about doing something that, that we can do here or there. We want to be people who are people of prayer. And I know that this morning there are some people who are ill, some people who can't get with us this morning, who are praying right now for this service. And we must be people of prayer more than ever before. People of encouragement. If something's wrong, if, there, if something's wrong, here, I want, I want to just teach you a minute. You know what? That's not right. Let me teach you what to say after that. Praise the Lord. Let's try it. That's not right. Praise the Lord. That's not right. Well, that's not the way we do it. <laughs> Get it? We got it. Okay, people of encouragement. People who serve. I tell you one thing. I want to just say today to our young people, I don't know how many of you they serve coffee to this morning. I don't know how many of you that Ray Lilly opened the door for this morning are young people. And I just want to thank God for our teens. And I want to thank God for Kelly and Kim and Sandy and all those who are taking care of, of making this coffee. And after this service is over, you can just stay right where you are and the teens are going to serve you uh, coffee and donuts and all kinds of stuff. Aren't you glad for teenagers? Let's say amen. Amen. So it's not just... Oh, what can I get out of this? I don't like this church. You know, I, I'm not getting what I need. I'm not getting fed. No, the answer, the question is, how can I serve? How can I serve you? How can I help you? It's not about me. It's about serving. And lastly, we need to be people who are reaching out to lost people. Mike Holbrook, our general superintendent, has a marvelous vision and that marvelous vision is that we become a great commission church. That's where we are. And Judy Kroom is helping us, and Judy's getting ready to go to Egypt. And, and if you haven't stopped by our table yet, please do that. But we want to be people who are reaching out to lost people. You say, well, what if they don't look like us? Praise. The right answer is praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They don't look like us. Praise the Lord. They got problems. Praise the Lord. They, they, they have all, their lives are all messed up. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. All right. We're going to get there. All right. As we talk about change today, in all the years of ministry, and I don't need to tell you how many years of ministry I've, I've been in ministry. I've been in ministry longer than many of you have been alive. Uh, but uh, um, some are saying, I can't believe we're in change again. How can this be? Well, what comes to mind? You can take this on your, your sermon note. What comes to mind when you, or what comes to mind when I hear the word change? What comes to mind when I hear the word change? Okay. Here's what people have said. I sent out texts, and I sent... Uh, different text to people. And I said, what comes to mind when you hear change? I love what Pat Moore said. Pat, this is a great one. I mean, this is a classic. Pat Moore said, what I want to know is how much change, and I want to know how much will it cost. 
<laughs> That's a pretty good idea. That's pretty good. Uh, Kelly Miller said, it's new beginnings. Carl Knapp said, to make all things new. Doris Fielder said, anxiety, and has no doubt about that, and anxiousness, and then she sent me a text back and said, I don't want you to feel bad. I mean, it's anxiousness for good things. And I said, yeah, I understand, I understand. Robin Lilly said, it's scary for me, and it is. Judy Croom said, it's a time for opportunity. Hannah Willis said, I am scared to death. The first word that comes to my mind when I think of change is downright fear, okay? Kim Hendricks said, a new path we had not planned for, and that, that's true. None of us had planned for this. None of us signed up for this, right? But here we are. A path that was not, not signed up for. Laura Early talked about the fact that when she thinks of change, that she remembers the day when an officer came to her house and told her that her first husband had been killed in an automobile accident and all of her life changed. That's what you call change. Tamara Harris said, change can be very upsetting. Ed Davis said, change is hard sometimes but it brings growth. Sonia Rose, and I thought this was so Sonia, it was so good. Uh, she said, change is good, but only if it comes from God. <laughs> That's probably true. There's some truth in that. There's some truth in that. Robert Minto said, change always requires action. And that's so very, very true. Ray Lilly said that it was improvement. Mike Holbrook said, change is necessary to bring growth and to bring transformation. And sometimes it's painful, but it's necessary. I heard my friend John Maxwell say one time, the only one who really likes change is a wet baby. And uh, so, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but you get, to get, you get the drift. Troy Lilly said, and I love this Troy, I've learned to love Troy and his heart, and I love his heart and life. And he said, when I think of change, I think of the change God wrought in me, that he completely changed my life and made me altogether new. Yes, let's give God a hand. When God changed us, oh, oh, what a wonderful thing. Lisa Hendrick, you don't know her, but she's a friend in Tennessee said, when I think of the word change, I think that Jesus is a mind changer, a heart changer, a game changer, and a world changer. Amen? Jesus is a changer. Rachel Hale, who is a friend from California, said, when I asked her that, she said, well, you're going to have to explain what you mean. Do you mean change of seasons? Do you mean change like you get from money? And the biggest question I have is, why? <laughs> That's a good question. Why change? And then I loved again that Tamara Harris found something on the, uh, the website that said this. Change is a desire for something more. Do you have a desire for something more than you've had before? Let me tell you what. That's where we are. Change is a, it goes on to say it's a decision to do something different. We're going to do something different than we've always done. It's a discipline to refuse to settle for only what has been. The old saying is, if we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we've always got. The problem is we won't. 
If we always do what we've always done, what will happen is we'll always get what we've always got, and we'll look around and say, where did everybody go? Because they moved up the road. And the last one is, change is a departure from the old to the new. Now, listen to me. In the middle of all the change, and we're not just talking about change here in the church. I mean, we're talking about change in our society. We came in as a nation into COVID, one nation, and we're coming out a nation that most of us don't even recognize. There are changes that are going on that are breathtaking, that you just almost think this cannot hardly be. But I want to tell you, in the middle of change, God has not forgotten us. God has not abandoned us. God has not failed us and will not fail us. He has a plan, and God is with us. And if he is with us, we need not fear. The introduction that came on to talk about the name of God of Yahweh. If Yahweh before us. You see, there are hundreds of names for God in the Old and New Testament. It's not that there are hundreds of gods, but they all represent some dimension of God's character. And Yahweh is the word that Moses heard when he was standing at the burning bush. And he heard God speak to him in the burning bush and said, I want you to go. And God said to him, and Moses said, well, who will I say sent me? They won't listen to me. And he said, I, Yahweh. I, Yahweh. The God who is, the God who was, and the God who always will be. I think that should be in the notes. God who is, God who was and the God who always will be. Understand that if God is for us, we can be more than a conqueror. Let me just talk to you for a moment about the truth about change. And you can jot this down. Change in our, in our notes. Change, whether we like it or not, is a part of our world. We may not want it, we may not like it, we may not think it should be there, but change is a part of our world. And then there are a number of words up here that, that you could jot down. That change is, and, and, and I'm going to give you a number of words, you can just put down the one that you want to do. Change is inevitable. Change is unstoppable. Change is natural. Change can be feared or embraced, or change can bring about great benefits. You see, when things change, sometimes God brings about great benefits. When Henry Ford began working on his Model T Ford, if he'd have taken a poll of people back then and said, what do we need to do? You know what the people would have said? We need faster and better horses. He said, no, I'm seeing something a little different than that. And I'm seeing something that is going to be so different. And I just want to ask you this morning in the rain, how many of you want to ride home in a horse today? <laughs> yeah, Carl, God bless you. You are there. And uh, may you bless. 
Most of us don't want to do that. Change can bring about benefit. My mother was a very interesting person. Some of you knew her from many, many years ago. Uh, but my mother, uh, because uh, I was about driving her crazy when I was a teenager, and she told me at times, she said, I hope you grow up and have a child just like you. And uh, God blessed me, and I didn't, because I married my wife. And uh, we had a beautiful, marvelous uh, child that didn't, was nothing like me, and thank the Lord. But my mom used to have this saying, stop the world, I want to get off. And I'd look at her even as a kid, I'd say, that's stupid, Mom. You can't do that. You can't stop the world. Oh, just stop the world. I'm tired of being a mother. I want to get off. <laughs> she used to say that. Uh, probably a lot of other mothers like to say that too. Let me just tell you, it doesn't work. Stop the world. I don't want change anymore. Stop the world. I just want to stop. Stop the world. I just want to stay right here. When our daughter was 13, my wife said one night as we were, we were going to bed, oh, dear, we only have five more years before Heather leaves. I said, Heather, Connie, we're not going to worry about that now. You know what? Today, we have a grandson that's graduated from high school this year. That seems like only a moment ago. And I think I should have listened to her a little more. When she was saying, oh, we only have five. I said, we've got five more years. Don't worry about that. Change just keeps going. But a real question is, why does God allow change? You ever thought about that? Why does God allow change, so much change, in our world? There are some reasons. First of all, change causes us to rely on God. You can put that down in your notes. Change causes us to rely on God. We get so comfortable in doing our own thing. We get so comfortable even in the routine. We get so comfortable in doing all of these things that we don't have to rely on God. And when all of a sudden, things that were so familiar are all of a sudden taken from us, or when something happens that literally shakes us to the core, or when something happens that is so difficult, do you understand? that God is saying, I want you not to rely on each other. I want you not to rely on other people. I want you to rely on me. I will be there for you. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. There's a second reason. And the second reason is that change allows God to solve problems. Do you know that every miracle in the Bible began with a problem? You remember when Jesus fed the, the 5,000? There was a huge problem. We don't have enough money to feed them. We don't have any food to give them. Send them home. Jesus said, no, if you have a problem, that's a mixture for a miracle. We can see a miracle happen. Do you remember at the Cana of Galilee, they ran out of wine? Oh, there's a horrible problem. Mary saying, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Jesus, do something, do something. Well, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. But then as he turned the water into wine, it was a miracle. 
when they were in the boat, literally about ready to drown. Lord, we're about ready to drown. Don't you care that we perish? He gave Jesus a chance to say, peace, be still. So I don't know what problem is that is coming against you this morning. But if you have a problem, change allows God to solve those problems. And then I found something in, in all these years of doing ministry. I discovered something brand new this week. You know, that's pretty good for an old dog, you know? Uh, I mean, it really is. Uh, for t you know, somebody's been in Scripture as long as I have been. But I found out something about God that I don't know that I really thought about until this week. Let me tell you what it is. God loves change. Now, you have to swallow a little bit on that. Will you say that with me? God loves change. Some of you are choking on your words. Let's try it one more time. God loves change. You say, well, how do you know that? The word new means something fresh and original and different from anything before, and it's something that's unfamiliar. But listen what the scripture says about new things in God. The Bible says in Psalm 98.1, Sing a new song to the Lord. Do you know if he hadn't said that, we'd all be humming psalms. When we talk about, yes, we love the good old songs, and all we do, we all grew up in that. But when you talk about the good old, you have to understand how good old are the good old. You know, Are we talking about the 50s and the, and the 60s, or are we talking about when they did, is that what we, no. God said, this is what God's word said. Sing a new song unto the Lord, Psalm 98.1. Jeremiah 31.31, I will make a new covenant with you. Aren't you glad that we don't have to live in the land and in the years of the law and all of that thing? I'm going to make a new covenant with you. It's not the old covenant, it's a new covenant. I love this one. I will give you an Ezekiel 36.26. I will give you a new heart. I'll take the old stony heart out of your flesh and I'm going to give you a new heart, a heart that wants to serve God, a heart that wants to love God, a heart that wants to walk with me. I am so glad God gave me a new heart in my heart. My heart was so turned against God and God gave me a new heart. I love this in 2 Corinthians 5.17. What this means is, the, the King James says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, anybody know it, the rest of it? He is a new what? Creation. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have, all things have become new. What the, the NLT says, what this means is, when a person comes to Christ, he becomes a new person or she. The old person is gone and a new person has come and a new world begins. And I say, thank God that you love change. Go a little further. It says that in Revelation chapter 2 or 21 and verse 1, one of these days, I look forward to it. I look around and I see all the things going on in our world. 
one of these days, I will make a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. And there are a whole lot of others. God's mercies are what? New every morning. And I got to looking at this and I thought, God loves new. While he's immutable and unchangeable, he doesn't change. But he loves new things. And he loves people that are doing new things. And it's a wonderful thing. God loves new things. I want you to know, number four, that change allows for new beginnings. It allows people to begin anew. You know, when I was pastoring at Brookside, we had some folks there that when, when I started pastoring there, they, they had a really kind of a hard time in adjusting from Pastor Jack, who is my dear, dear friend, and me. And there was one particular person that, that really, really struggled with it. The person was very, very talented, and uh, I could just tell as we went through things that we weren't seeing things eye to eye. And I could just tell, in fact, uh, the person was so aggravated with me at one point, uh, before that person walked out of the office, they threw their keys at me. So I, I thought, that's my first uh, point. I, I don't think they like me very well. And I began to pray, oh God, what are we going to do if this person leaves the church? They do so much. What are we going to do? I can take you to the place where God spoke to my heart. He said, David, I want you to know three things. I want you to know, first of all, that people do not belong to churches. They do not belong to pastors. They do not belong to denominations. They belong to God. And I can do with them what I please. I, I don't like it, but it's true. And so when God sees a need, and he says, okay, you belong to me. You don't belong to a pastor. You don't belong to a church. You don't belong to a denomination. I mean, as far as them having power, you belong to God. And you do what God says to you. Amen? Secondly, he said, I want you to know that some people just need a fresh start. And I think that's true. Some people are doing things for a long, long time. And sometimes God just says, you know, I'd like to do something new for you. Well, I've never done it that way. That's, that's all right. Sometimes we need a fresh start. And thirdly, when change happens, both in a church and everywhere else, and I'm watching this happen here, it allows new people who have never found their place in the kingdom to stand up. They may not do it as well. They may not do it as good. They may not do it as perfectly. When I do this thing and giving out these little things today, it's probably not going to be near as good as Crystal does it. But it gives new people a chance to stand up. Well, let me hurry through this. That <laughs> Right, Ed, yes. And, it's a <laughs> and so I, I love that. And so here we are. Let's go here. That change also allows for progress. Change allows God to work. And change is the evidence of life. Change. If you go to a museum, the pictures are beautiful. 
The problem is, there's no life. They just stay just the same. Get around a child. Okay, what do we got here? We got a problem? Oh, I got a problem. I could tell these guys were all worried about me. I wasn't going to fall off of it, but thank you. And I, said, <laughs> I could tell you were all nervous about something. <laughs> thank you. We don't want so much change that I fall off the platform, right? I knew these guys were worried about something. I couldn't tell. They kept looking up here. And I, I got my jacket on right. You know, I didn't, it's all right. Thank you, guys. You guys are good. And I tell you what, Randy Smith said, I want you to know, God's called me to be the armor bearer for the pastor. That's what armor bearers do. They don't let pastors fall down. Let's give him a hand. Amen. Thank you, Randy. He is a great guy. And he told me this week, he said, you want that rug up there? I said, yeah, I think I'll be okay. He said, you or I, one's going to fall over that. And so he's been worried about it all week. And uh, so here we are. So. But change is evidence of life. Now, I'm going to be done. So if you've got your pen, you're going to have to write fast. But I want to tell you, after we've talked about all these changes, I want you to know the truth about God in the middle of change. Here's what I want you to know. God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. No matter how the world changes, no matter how the country changes, no matter how people change, no matter how many people come in and out of your life, I want you to know God does not change. He is the one incontrovertible, solid person in your life that will not change. God's power does not change. Amen. No matter what we go through, no matter what we hear, God's power does not change. God's promises do not change. Not one iota. What God has said in the beginning of time is good to the end of time. We can count on it. God's promises never change. God's grace never changes. Aren't you glad? God's purpose doesn't change. And God's presence doesn't change. So I'm going to ask you as our worship team begins to make their way forward here this morning. I want to ask you to think about two questions with me. The first question that I want to give you this morning is this. What change are you walking through right now that you need God's help with? I am walking through some kind of change. I don't want it to change. I wish it hadn't changed. It may be a sickness of a loved one. It may be the passing of a loved one. It may be a destruction of a, a relationship. It may be something 
that we don't even know about. But something has changed. And you're struggling with that change. I want you to know that you can take God at his word and he can help you and give you grace to be more than a conqueror through that change. And the second question that I'd like to ask you is this. What needs to change in my life? I know that God loves me. But I also know that there are things in my life that I honestly, I know need to change, but I can't change them. I've tried, I've tried in every way I know, but I can't change them. But I want you to know that God loves change and God can help you to get to be more than a conqueror over that addiction. He can help you to become more than a conqueror over that depression. He can help you to become more than a conqueror over that sin that seems to bind you. He can help you to become more than a conqueror over that relationship that has entangled you. He can help you to become more than a conqueror over whatever it is. With our heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment. Father, I come to you this morning in Jesus' name. And I thank you that while you are a God that does not change, and the scriptures say that there is not even a shadow of turning with you, your character is immutable, your character is eternal, your character does not vary a slight degree. And yet, Lord, you love change. And you love to give new hearts and you love to help people through the change that they can't bear. I pray this morning, oh God, in Jesus' name, whisper to them today that you love them. You want to help them through the change. And you want to change what needs to be changed in their heart. Just move among us this morning. As God speaks, I wonder if there's anyone here that would say, Pastor, I'd like for you just to pray for me that I am going through a change that's really hard for me. And, and it's harder than I thought it would be. And I wish you'd just pray for me. Would you just lift your hand up real quick and put it down? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. There are people everywhere going through changes. Now, how many of you this morning would say you would be honest enough to say, Pastor, I really need God to change something in my life. It's not what I want it to be. I need God's help to overcome something or to change something. I don't know what it is, but you and God know. And you're willing to just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all over this place. Let's stand together. And I want to pray. And then in just a moment, and as we pray, if any of you feel like you want to come to pray at this altar, I'd love to pray with you. If you want to pray right where you are, that's okay too. 
But I want you to know, we'll pray with you. If, you're, if there's a burden and the Spirit of God is pulling on your heart and He's saying, if you'll go forward, I'll help you with that change. If you'll go forward, I'll bless you with that change. If you'll go forward, if you'll just let other people pray with you, I'll help you with the change that needs to come in your life. And they're going to sing in just a moment that death could not hold you. And the veil tore before you. And if you want to pray, just come as we sing and worship this together. I'll meet you here or we'll pray with you in just a minute when we finish. Let's sing it together. Can we sing it now? Father, I pray today for these dear people, those that have raised their hands for change they're walking through. Bless them, those who are crying and hurting and needing change. God, speak to their hearts. Help them to know that you are here to change their lives. Death could not hold you. The veil tore before you. the before you in Jesus name Lord there are people that are praying right now and praying that God would undertake for them that God would help them with change Lord I pray for them there are people who have raised their hands and Lord help me and help them to pray along with me God I am walking through a change and I need your help and I need your grace Lord I'm counting on you to help me through this change and there are others that are saying, oh God, I need a new heart. I want to accept Christ. And it's as simple as ABC. I admit, I believe, and I confess that Jesus is my Christ. And you will bring a new heart to our lives. Thank you that you are a God who loves change. And a God who loves to change us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we sing that one time more? 
Death had no power at the beginning. Can we do that one more time? If we can get it set there, if we can do that, can we do that? Death could not hold you. The veil tore. Sing it one more time. Death could not Let's hold you. Let's sing it again. The veil tore before you. Your silence could boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. You believe it? The breeze of your ushers, if they will, to come forward. We'll wait on you on the morning offering. And if you have filled out a connection card, remember in just a moment, uh, we're going to have this little drawing for 20 bucks. And you say, well, 20 bucks can't do much anymore. I know, but it's better than nothing. So, uh, you know, so, <laughs> and, and so uh, the ushers are going to wait on you for this offering and feel free to give. If you're here for the first time, we are so thrilled you're here. We'd so love for you to be a part of Cap City. So Father, bless this offering we pray and may your kingdom be glorified in Jesus' name, amen. And as the ushers are taking the offering, go ahead. I'd like to invite our general superintendent, Mike Holbrook, and he's gonna say a word or two. We're so glad. Mike and Charlotte, would you stand? We'd like to give you a, a hand and just say we're glad that you're here. I don't know if there's a mic around somewhere or not here. Uh, Eric, if we could find a mic. Have we got one anywhere? Uh, anyone got a mic? All right. There we go. All right. Let's give Mike a hand again. Say thank you for being here. It's on. Eric? <laughs> should be on, but it's not. It's on yellow. There are a lot of things that should be that aren't. There we go. Try that. Okay, we got it now, I think. Nope. Just talk to him. I can, I can talk Just loud. Talk there we go. I think it's on Anyway, well, what, a, what a great message that was. Amen. Give David a hand for that message. Amen. 
I certainly have appreciated the worship today. I've appreciated uh, being a part of this service and love Cap City. And uh, just turn to somebody and say, love Cap City. Yeah, Amen. love Cap City. Amen. That's right. And if you're online, yell it real loud so we can hear you, okay? Um, as we're here this morning, I want to thank you, first of all, for being a great commission church. Uh, you are doing a marvelous thing for the kingdom and for our denomination, but uh, for the glory of God. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank David for uh, working with the great commission and, and uh, his uh, expertise that he brings. After all, you do know he's older than me. And so, uh, I'm older has, than everybody. He has a little bit more uh, of that. but. Uh, we just really appreciate that today. I would like to just share uh, some things without preaching to you, just a few things very, very quickly. Um, some things I've learned about ministry. One of those things is change is inevitable. And you have been through the fire, you've been through an earthquake, you've been, you've been through some changes in your life. But I want to tell you, in the life of this church, you are where God wants you to be right now Amen. at this time. I you have the that. people in place that's supposed to be here right now at this time. Would you say amen? Amen. I believe that wholeheartedly. You are a fortunate people. You have had good pastors. You have a wonderful pastor right now yeah, who I is agree going to that. lead you and guide you. Now, one thing I disagree with... I agree when with that. He said, when he said that, uh, you know, he was not as good looking, it's going, the person that's going to come, uh, as young, things of that nature. Well, the only thing David did really good, he married up. I did do that. I and did Connie do that. is going to be here with you. <laughs> and I married up as well. And, I, and so that's I understand truth, I that did. wholeheartedly. But one thing has changed. But there's five things very quickly. As you move ahead, don't be surprised that Satan will attack and will fight. Amen? Secondly, prayer needs to be your first response, not your last resort. We also need to realize that our faith will unlock the miracles that's going to come during this time. And God has the right people in place. God brings beauty out of ashes many, many times in ministry. But the last thing I'd like to share with you is this. Don't let everyone else have all the fun. Join in in the ministry. Come and be a part and let God do something great in your life, in the life of this church that's called Cap City. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael. I would like for uh, David and Connie to come and stand down here in front if they would. David, as you get in place there, you have great people you're going to be working with. We know that, but they have a great leader today. David has been a person that's been a mentor to me many, many years. I sat on the front row and watched him and loved him as he has always been a leader in our denomination. And as you can tell from this morning, and as you've heard him before, he is a preacher. He is a God-called person who loves God's Word and he will bring you and break the bread of life to you each and every week. He is a preacher. He is a loving shepherd. And he loves you. I mean, we talk quite often, and lately all he's talked about is Cap City. <laughs> all he's come, talked about is the, the lovely people that are here and the people who are coming to help. And, and uh, we just thank you for that. But more than anything else, David's a friend. 
and I appreciate his friendship. And Connie, thank you so much. And as I said, he's married up. And you have a wonderful couple here that God has blessed you with for however long it's going to be. And I'd like for my wife to come and stand beside Connie. And I'm going to come down and stand beside David in a moment. But would you stand with me? Don't let everyone else have all the fun. In a ministry that may be in change, but you know God's ordained it. And God is working through it. If you're willing to come put, come around this couple to this morning, we're going to have a word of prayer, of anointing, installation of an inter, interim pastor, whatever it would be called. But if you'd like to come around, would you come around right there this morning? Thank you for coming. Just come around and let's just pray together for this couple, for God to work in your midst and uh, be powerful. What a powerful God we serve. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. With the rest of you that didn't come up, would you put your hand up? Would you just put it toward them? And we're all praying together with that. Amen. Would you join us in prayer? Father, this morning, our hearts rejoice because of who you are and because of how you have worked at Cap City Church. As we've come in and we've seen and heard and worshiped you with the leadership of this worship team, how grateful we are for their leadership, for their heart toward God. And Lord, it's amazing to me how you've pulled them together and how you're going to use them in these days for your glory. I believe because of the worship you will come and inhabit this place. You said that it's through the praise of your people that you'll come. And I praise you for that. And Lord, as we worship you and have worshiped you today, we have sensed your presence. People have been helped. They've been strengthened. And we don't know what all will come from this message today, but we want it to glorify you. Lord, as your servant David has come, and he and Connie have been willing to take on this task as interim pastor and wife. We pray for a special anointing upon them. Lord, we know that David is untiring. He works tirelessly, diligently, faithfully. And we know that these people will get everything out of him that he can give. We know that his heart is drawn towards you. And we pray, Father, that you'll just guide him and lead him. Lord, as I read a scripture this morning, that there was the earthquake, and then there was the fire. But after the earthquake and after the fire, that's when you came. And in a small, still voice, it's when the people heard. It's when Elijah heard you. Father, I just pray today, yes, that Churches have come together, changes of pastors. But Lord, you've been in it all. And we believe that you're in this today where David and Connie will be here to minister to these folks for as long as you have them here. And I pray for these people today, the Cap City Church, that they will understand Satan may fight, because that's what he does. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. 
We need to realize, Lord, that we just need to get on our knees more and pray and make that our first response, not our last resort. Lord, we also need to, to realize today that, that you, you are in control of every situation. Nothing catches you by surprise. And Father, we just pray that you will just help us to realize we want to get in on the fun. Get on the fun of building your kingdom, of serving you, promoting and supporting our pastor and wife, supporting the ministries that are here. Lord, we're going to have fun because we are in you and you are in us. Again, anoint David and Connie today. We know that they are excited and we just pray that you'll give them wisdom, give them the strength they need, and give them, Lord Jesus, you. May your Holy Spirit just fill them and guide them. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Mike. That was so nice. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Now, we've got some young people over here. The kids are finishing up their party over there. If you want a cup of coffee, or you would like to have a pumpkin donut, you can just sit right there. You don't even have to stand in line. We have young people that are going to wait on you. So while we do that, just go get, get some and start bringing it out. And if you want a cup of coffee while the kids are finishing up their, their program, just raise your hand. Or a donut, just raise your hand and they'll give you one. Uh, just come right on, guys. Don't, don't wait for them, just come. Yeah, just come right on. And if you want a cup of coffee, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Yeah, there we go. There they come. All right, they're coming. All right. Now, I'd like to have Connie, will you bring those three cups up here? And I need Gloria with all the names. Uh, Gloria, where might you be? There she comes. She's got all the connection cards. I don't do this one. This one's got water in it, and I've been drinking out of it, so that won't work. And uh, so here. Uh, Gloria's got them right here. Ah, thank you, Gloria. All right, put it in there. All right, now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, now, I'm going to have somebody. Uh, Norman, will you come up here and help me? I tell you what, Norman has been such a wonderful person. Will you just mix them all up in there so Randy's is not the first? Okay, and just pull one out. They're still just, when the kids come, they'll give you coffee. All right, let's see. Frida Monroe. Is Frida here? Did she leave? No, she's there. Okay, Norman, you take it back. Don't make her walk all this way. That's good. All right, Randy, you come and do the second one here. Can't take your own name. If your name comes up, it doesn't count. Debbie Davis. All right, Debbie, come on. Here you go, Norman. Don't make them walk all this way up here. We're trying to help you so you don't have to stand in line, wait and all that stuff. Uh, we're trying to do that. All right, one more. 
<laughs> yeah. There we go, Caleb. You're a good guy. Ah, look at that. Yeah. Shane Morris. Shane Morris. Are you here? Shane. Ah, oh, yeah. Shane is... Hey, I, this is so fitting. He is a Tennessee fan, Charlotte. Through and through. Charlotte's a Tennessee fan. Shane, we're glad to have you, man. <laughs> All right. Now, I think uh, when you're finished, just take a few minutes and meet and greet somebody. If you don't know who they are, just ask. You say, well, I don't know how long they've been coming to this church. Don't ask them that. Just say, I don't think I've met you. Uh, what's your name? And, just, and when you get done, if you have children in the, in the children's wing, when you get done, just go up and the children will be ready to go. But thank you for coming. We'll see you next week. God bless you.